Lord, help us. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello, I'm Father Kyle Schnipple. Welcome back to uh, What Now Jesus, my little podcast adventure with my friend, Father David Dosek. That's my name. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, hey, Father David, how are you? I'm doing great. I still haven't had lunch yet, so I am mostly looking towards that lunch after yeah. the. So that's why you wanted me to hit record all of a sudden. You're like, I'm hungry. I'm getting hungry. I'm getting hungry. And, <laughs> and I might. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So what's going on in our lives right now? Father oh, Kyle? there's no news whatsoever. It's just been boring. Only good quiet. news. Only the good news. Give me the bad news first, then give me the good news. What's the bad news? Um, Things are changing. Are, huh? <laughs> Things are changing. Things are changing. Oh, is that is that so bad, bad news? Is change is is change necessarily a bad thing? It uh it not necessarily, okay. but when the change is uh, what would you say? If the change is unexpected, unknown, or the decision to change, none of those are bad. Completely completely like uh inconsiderate of those that to whom the change will take uh effect on <laughs> okay then you might sit there and say change is bad bad but you could even transform it to say well then let's talk then it becomes difficult <laughs> yeah i think change is difficult i don't think change is bad yeah, yeah. change is often yeah. difficult so yeah. well as we beat around the bush, <laughs> let's let it burn and consume us. Yeah. Much like the Moses of old. But that bush <laughs> was not, to, it was on to, fire, but not being consumed. Yeah. yeah. And see where God is with us here. Exactly. Huh? God well, is with us, thankfully. If nobody knows, uh, first, we're priests of the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. And secondly, yes. we, we have just today, Archbishop Schnur, our, our uh, bishop here, has uh, promulgated a finalized version of the family of parishes, which is in line with our pastoral planning process for this third century in our church here in the Archdiocese called Mm -hmm. Beacons of Light. And so it involves local parishes being restructured. 213 parishes. Oh, we're down to 208 by this point. Okay, 208. Only 208 being brought down to 57 families of parishes. Right. Um, now, that doesn't mean all the buildings are closed, so you got to clarify, and, right? And I also want to say that to say we have 208 parishes does not mean that we currently have 208 pastors. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Not even I mean, close. I mean, yeah, we no, have... We get, do we We have 100? 130, I think. No, 119. 119 so, current pastors in the diocese. Mm-hmm. So, and some religious guys helping... Thank you. That, yeah, that includes some of the religious priests that are pastors in de- various places. Mm-hmm. And so we're going from 119 to 57 pastors That's right. as of July 1, 2022. That's right. Of whom, of those 57, 48 are priests of the archdiocese. The other nine are religious priests. We should all be religious, but they're of a religious order. Ha, dad joke for the day. Um, <laughs> yeah, Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> You're just so impressed with yourself. I know. I just love it. I'm, a dad joke. I'm like, ah. Yeah, if there's one change we can make, that would not be a bad one. Well, but, and, yeah. and dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, hey. Oh, hey. My mother's trying to call me. Sorry, hmm. Mom. You'll hear about this on the podcast later. Yeah, she will. One of the, our three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So we got we got families of parishes. So um, for, for, for my family of parishes, uh, where I am currently serving in Preble County, right, we will keep the three parishes here in Preble County and mm-hmm. we'll add half of Butler County with St. Mary's in Oxford. Correct. That's kind of the territory then is half of Butler County and all of Preble County. And that's the family of parishes. And one university, um, small one, yeah. not a big one. A big one, Miami University. <laughs> Miami those of Ohio. Red, those Red Hawks. Yes. <laughs> and yes. and I guess, what would I say other than that? It's all preliminary at this moment. So it's not uh, um, finalized yet in the sense of, how many priests will be serving those parishes? Uh, because, you know, after all this information, uh, we priests are going to be talking with, you know, kind of the people in charge of assignments, and that will get filtered to the bishop. And then eventually the bishop will make the assignments for each of That's his right. priests. Yeah. And, you know, so the the amount of priests are projected, proposed, and, 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 I hope I hope they, they they stay the same, but who knows? <laughs> who knows what will happen? And some of the guys that we know are in, in our priesthood, you know, this might be a very challenging time for them. They may need mm-hmm. to take time away. Uh, some other priests, you know, this may be sad news, and they're they're out the door. You know, they're they're retired, yeah. or sadly they they seek laicization because they don't want to be a priest anymore. Yeah, or not be. here. They may go to other dioceses or go to a religious order. Mm-hmm. Say, that I'm would done. be sad. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be a monk. Our, yeah. our dream, right, Father Kyle? Yeah. Until we get there and realize <laughs> no. you can't. Until you can't I, talk and you, you brewing beer wasn't as green as a mm-hmm. pasture as you thought, and you're like, well, crap. I just man, I just blew a whole lot of opportunities here. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, I'm. I spent a, a a week in a monastery. I spent a month in a monastery one week. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I am very convinced that uh, you, um, on. you said you spent a month, one a week. week in a week. Yeah, I'm very convinced I am not a monk. I'm not called <laughs> to be a monk. I'm not no. a monk. I no. I do not have the attitude. I'm very convinced I am a diocesan priest <laughs> at the very core of my being. So I'm so I'm not going anywhere. You're stuck with me. <laughs> on mission, in, on mission in the parish. Yeah, that's right. What, that's right. What about what about you, buddy? What uh, what happened uh, with your family of parishes and and all that? Well, yours from what was proposed at early October, yeah. yours stayed the same, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. They well, comment on them, but it, yeah, stayed the same. So okay. So when originally proposed, mine were mine were supposed to stay what I currently have, which is. Mm-hmm. Um, Holy Cross, Our Lady of the Rosary, and Old North Eight, and St. Peter's in Huber Heights. Well, with the the plan that was released today, uh, we get to, uh, we have a little bit of a change, um, a small one. Uh, we add St. Christopher in Vandalia, and we add uh, St. John the Baptist in Tip City. So mm-hmm. with all five parishes together, that would be... Uh, probably well over 4,000 families, which would put this family of parishes as one of the largest uh, families of parishes by uh, parishioner families, number of families of parishioners. So, so it's exciting to be like, to be able to shape and hold, you know, how much of you shape a really good chunk of the archdiocese and here on the North side of Dayton and, 
Yeah. It's exciting to get to know a lot more people and you know, to to be able. I think with that large of a of a grouping, we'll be able to do a lot of really interesting things. But just but also kind of to focus in on what's the what's the key focus of what we want to be doing. Nothing, you know. I was talking with Father Ambrose, and nothing changes. You know, as far as we want to proclaim the kingdom, we want to be about the salvation of souls. We want to be yeah. dynamic in uh, living for. Jesus Christ. And so, uh, that's what we want to do. So, yeah. So, but and now yeah. we'll just have to figure out the organization of stuff, which will take some years. And that's going to be the biggest challenge. Yeah. What fits and what doesn't fit, you know? Yeah. yeah. So the five parishes are scheduled to be led by four priests, a pastor, three vicars, um, who those will be yet at this point, as you were saying, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we find out soon, certainly by the, the pastor's, We'll know by the end of January, if not earlier, where where we'll be going. Um, I'm assuming I'll be staying as a pastor somewhere. Hopefully here. Um, I'm assuming you'll probably stay as a pastor. You stay yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think we can get out of this job too easily. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, our mothers taught us well enough. <laughs> so. Yeah. Now we're now we're now we're at an impasse. You know, mm-hmm. it's all timing. It's all. Uh, doing that. Uh, what, what was the reaction of your people? Like as, as a pastor, maybe it's helpful, you know, like, cause we're up there at the pulpit and we say something and then all of a sudden you, you hear the people go, <gasps> you know, it's like, it's like, okay, what does that mean? Is that, I a, think... is that a good or a bad? Uh. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I think, uh, yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> I think most people, the, the initial response was, <gasps> A, a, a gulp of a breath because yeah. you know, it's a it's a fundamental change in what we were planning on doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it took a lot of people by surprise. So I don't know that there is a. I didn't get a lot of reaction so far yeah, because I sure. think people were just like, "What does this Whoa. mean?" Yeah. You know, still and and to be able to you know, it's like I don't know exactly what this means. I think. Initially, if we get the four priests plus priests that help out you who are retired or in other assignments, the mass schedule wouldn't change much, you know, if at all, initially. Yeah. Um, uh, The biggest thing is going to be the administration change. And I don't even have a clue what that looks like because I don't know what their staff, what the other staffs look like. I know what the staff at this region looks like. So what does that look like as far as combining youth ministry programs or what does that look like combining the admin, all the ad, other administrative things? I don't know yet. You know, I've got a lot of thoughts and a lot of things. Um, yeah. Getting a, a notebook specifically for kind of keeping tabs on, on this process so that uh, I can use something that's been in my prayer a lot lately is, is be proactive, not reactive. So you know, my goal in just leading this and being proactive in leading this process for my parishioners, for me individually as a priest, whether I'm pastor or not, be proactive in leading this, but then be proactive in leading our stabs through this process, at least this initial stage of the process, and then be proactive in, you know, if we're doing that well, then we'll be proactive in leading our parishioners through the process as well. And, and, you know, coming yeah. out on the other side stronger with a lot of gifts, a lot of potentials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm 
yeah, is, is it going to be? I'm I'm under no uh, illusion that it's not going to be hard. It's going to be a challenge to bring that many different groups together, but I'm also excited by the possibility. So, and whether I stay here or not, which I hope I stay, who knows? So, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any other questions? I'm, huh? I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm out. I'm out. I don't know. People back <laughs> home should be happy. I mean, they, the, the, our oh, home, yeah. our parishes where what? we grew Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, our parishes that we grew up in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what well, they stayed the same. They, they stayed the same as currently. Yeah, as currently because they've been working together for twenty plus years on yeah <laughs> bringing that about, and I think that's that's great. You know, some mm-hmm. stability there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah, but well. I guess you know the harder part is you know. Gosh, what I mean, in today's society, when an archbishop decides that you're going to be a family of parishes now, mm-hmm. even though he's right. done all this filtering process and all this input and the feedback. Right. Now, we know that only what a certain percentage actually gave feedback of the 400,000 plus Catholics in the archdiocese. You know what I mean? Yeah, there were still only 8,000 8,000 is a lot of comments to wade through, but yeah, it's a drop in the bucket versus the number of parishioners. That's right. And yeah. in today's society, like, you know, if, uh, gosh, the Facebook decides to change to meta, you've got like a billion comments on this. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody mm-hmm. feels like they're involved for some reason in that announcement with like a, a Facebook or a social media announcement of that right. nature of such yeah. celebrity. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just a reflection of where the church really is, is that yeah. we have a lot of people that are willing to comment, willing, concerned about their parish. But I think we have a greater majority of parishioners who just are literally holding on or simply saying, I'm okay as long as it's this mass time or this thing that I get. Yeah. And it's my routine. My routine. Mm-hmm. So what, I guess... What do you say to that person who is just there in the pew, you know, on Sunday and something's going to change and that's just the way it's going to be. And, you know, for me, I don't know. What do you, what do you tell that person? What do you tell that person? Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. I think, mm-hmm. I think you tell them that um, this is a part of our life. I, I, I was struck in the archbishop's message today that the church exists in the stream of time. And if we're not engaging the stream of time, we are getting left behind, you know? So, so I think part of what we would say today is that, you know, this is, you, it's, it's not a referendum on things that we've been doing in the past that have failed. It's a, it's a way of looking towards uh, how we move forward into the future, you know, and, Mm. and, can we, we can embrace this call, we can embrace this future, or we can just um, uh, kind of let it go and let it be behind. And so hopefully, uh, hopefully we, we all embrace it, you know, and, and maybe the same thing I was saying earlier, we can be proactive in this, or we can just be reactive and allow the, allow other things to happen. We, I think we need to be proactive in how we, uh, how we do these things. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I've just been saying to that, you know, that person who's disengaged, yeah. if anything, it means that the gospel needs to be proclaimed to them with joy at this yeah. moment more than anything yeah. else. And to try to get them to have an encounter with Jesus Christ because they just want the checkbox experience. Right. And that check that checklist or checkbox experience is changing. Like that mm-hmm. that that will change. Like you won't have the same pastor. You you may not have the same music director. Uh, and if you do, they're gonna be utilized now in a different manner with with this family of parishes. They may not have the same amount of time dedicated to that one specific place. Yeah. It may be spread out more. Who knows? That'll take time. But I'm just sitting there and I'm like, none of that matters if you love Jesus and he's in your heart. Mm-hmm. And then maybe secondly, maybe now's the time to say, we can no longer have people in our churches who are disengaged or quasi engaged. Right. We all need to be fully engaged. And, and maybe you have a gift and talent that now with this family parish could be used. Like mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. maybe you know how to do meetings on zoom and your old pastor doesn't. <laughs> go set it yeah. up for him make it easy because now we're going to be in five or six different places and these zoom meetings absolutely make a meeting possible anywhere in the world yeah enable and, a lot of other things yeah and unfortunately like we're going to have to do that well if you have the skill set to set that up as simple as it is you can say father i set up an account for you here's zoom here's your login go mm-hmm. go yeah, and that's a super simple thing, but like somebody in the pew would know how to do that because they know already with business how to do it. That's easy. Or, or like in the situation that I'm facing, where I I'm walk, going into a situation where there's three staffs, you know, because yeah. we have a, there's a staff for Dayton Region 12, there's a staff at St. Christopher, a staff at St. John the Baptist. Yeah. Maybe you have expertise in just in that process of yeah. like bringing people together, walking. Uh, I've been listening to, uh, not during Advent, but before Advent started, listening to um, things from Pat Lencioni about working geniuses. And maybe you have that genius of just walking with people to see projects moving from step to step to step to step. Because I know that's an area where I struggle. And I'm going to need help with, I I know what the end goal is and I know where I want to go. Mm-hmm. But I can jump from step one to step 18 to step 72. And I hurt a lot of people because I missed two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, you know, steps. And if, if you have that gift of walking with people along those steps, that's going to be very critical for pastors coming into a, a situation, especially if it's a pastor coming into a new family where he hasn't been before Yeah, that you, that's how you can get involved and just be, well, Father, let me walk with you across this process so that we can come out the other end of this stronger, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't emphasize enough, like, most of our parishes will probably be faced with fear for the next two or three weeks. Yeah. I think it, I think the joy of Christmas will allay that. <laughs> mm-hmm. for at least until middle of January when it turns gray and dreary in Ohio, it starts to <laughs> snow more and salt and all that stuff. But, no. uh, and it's no. at that moment that we'll probably have like maybe initial meetings of staff and things, yeah. you know, 
Mm-hmm. And so it's like trying to keep before us the real mission is really important. Right. Um, I mean, I think it's vital to this whole thing. It's just, why are we doing this? There yeah. are some real reasons. Mm-hmm. And then there's some dreaming reasons, you know, <laughs> or mm-hmm. a hope. And, you know, there's some there's some factual statistical things that you just sit there and say, yeah, we can't deny that this is happening. Mm-hmm. Like we're right. we're 50 percent less than what we were 10 years ago. Right. OK, that's a statistic. But so, the whole- so like the trend is going this way. We have to plan with that trend. But yeah. our goal is, can we maintain something for a few years to reverse the trend, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that when we have it reversed and people are coming back to church, enjoying a relationship with Jesus Christ and knowing their salvation, they do have a place and we didn't close yeah. it unnecessarily, you and, know? <laughs> yeah. And we, to get to that point, to get to that point, we have to embrace the hope, you know, what you said, you know, there's a hope of this season, mm-hmm. the, the hope of Advent the hope of Jesus coming into the messiness of our life so that we, he can transform who we are that so the deeper reason is, so yeah, the, the statistical reason might be fewer priests, fewer parishioners, aging buildings, too many buildings. Mm-hmm. But the, the spiritual reason underneath this is I am the vine. You are the branches. The, my father prunes away the branches so that you can bear better fruit, you know, um, and so even spiritually, but, but allowing that to be a hope filled process of Jesus entering into this, into this life so that we can bear better fruit for him, you know, and, and that's not, a, it's never fun to be pruned, but, mm. but there's an end, there's a goal. The pruning isn't the end, the end, the pruning enables the end of bearing better fruit, you know? Mm-hmm. So those are good images to think of uh, yeah. over time. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And good images, I think, we're in Advent. So let's not forget that Jesus is coming and he comes into mess. He comes into a mess. This was an image I, I used in my homily today because yeah. I think we so sterilize the the the, the crib scenes, the crash, yeah. you know, we, but, but we forget that, you know, would your sister, you know, would she want to have, or your sisters-in-law, my sister's sisters-in-law, would they have wanted to give birth next to a cow? You know, there's a I cow in that family. moment. They were all willing to, to get that child out of them. <laughs> I think that's what, I think that's what I picked up from every yeah. one of my sisters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I do agree that they probably wanted the best care for their child. Yeah. Like probably not to be like stone and, oh, where's a doctor? Yeah, I just got a carpenter Joseph here. I think that's going to work. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what? What training do you have in neonatal care? Nothing. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> okay, so, Joseph. Great. Awesome. <laughs> it was. I had perfect timing this morning, so I talked about moms, new moms. There's a lot of babies in this crowd today. Yeah. Would you want to lay your newborn child in a trough that's used to feed an ox? And right as I said that, one baby just starts screaming, like yeah. on cue. I'm like, see, that baby knows that's a terrible idea. A terrible <laughs> it was idea. great. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, 
What was it? I was uh, reading something. Oh, Dr. Dr. Michael Barber. He had an interview on Catholic Answers, and he gave the whole idea of uh, no room for the in. Mm. And and the word there is not in. It's translated that that way in English, but the the word uh, kata or katakama, I think, something like that. I don't know the Greek. But basically, that's the same word used for the upper room. Oh. It's the same word used for the upper room. And so it makes sense then that there would be a feeding trough in the room. You know? Yeah. So there was no room for him when he came to this earth. And what happened at the end? Go. I've prepared a room for us. Yeah. Finally. So Jesus has prepared a room and he is the bread. Yeah. Making the room. And I was just... I was just sitting there. I was like, "Holy crap! This Christmas is awesome." <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was just made sense to me. I was like, "Oh, that's so good." Yeah, that's why I love just Catholic biblical scholars like that. They can yeah. sit with that stuff, and you know, I I see their like uh, I pick up externally on their like their joy and giddiness where their glasses go a little bit higher, and you know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, "Oh, can you believe this connection in the Greek word?" And I'm like, "Not yeah. really, but that's cool. That's cool." Yeah, it. that meditation uh, this time of year of the wood of the manger becoming the wood of the cross. Yeah, you know how those two. He's laid on the wood of the manger so that thirty some years later, he can be laid on the wood of the cross. He's the only person ever to be born so that he could die. In the version of the nativity where St. Francis likes it to be a wooden crash. <laughs> what do you think it was? Was it a metal? Qual- qualify. Qu- huh? Qualify. <laughs> qualify. Qualify. Okay. No, I think I think it could it, it very well could have been. Yeah. A wooden trough. Which yeah. would make sense. That's what they would use. But whether it be like you know, they usually depict it in this beautiful wooden nativity scene, right? Oh, yeah. Most likely a cave, Most which likely then gives, a cave. You, gives you tones of resurrection. Yeah. He was laid you in know? a tomb. Yeah, tomb in a cave. Uh, I remember going to Jerusalem, and they took us to one of those um, caves where they kept the sheep. Oh, right. Uh, in ancient times. And, and that's, you know, that's, it just made it clear to me. I was like, yeah, this is probably more accurate. Of what it would look like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. It would be pretty stinky and pretty messy. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. All those animals in there. Yeah. So your friend was just here, uh, Sister yeah. Carolyn of the Franciscan Sisters of the Martyr St. George. I think that's, that's right. 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 Yeah. Okay. Right. And she, <laughs> we were talking about that. And she's like, you don't put poop in your nativity scene, but it was probably there. <laughs> it's like yeah it's true so it's true and then the worst part the worst part baby jesus probably pooped as well oh no that's not possible never never no how dare how dare you think of these things you pagan to think that baby jesus pooped but i always love this do you you think he had jaundice no he's the light of the world he's fine (laughs) (laughs) you're yelling at my dad jokes Come on. Come on, it's great. <laughs> uh, it's too good. It's too good. Yeah. All right. So we're a week into Advent. Um. Any so so, uh, we're doing uh, Exodus Advent together. How's that going for you? It's going pretty good. Yeah. yeah I'm. I'm really. What would I say? 
I can't go cold turkey like most people. So I have to like start somewhere and then make my way like slowly. Okay, instead of watching all of this TV, I'm only going to do this. Okay. All right. Now that wouldn't be what James Baxter in Exodus 90 would emphasize to anyone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they sit there and say, go cold turkey. You, oh. you person. And I'm well, like, listen, uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the exact opposite. If I don't go cold Turkey, if I leave the door open, I, it, yeah. it never gets shut. So I need oh, to okay. shut the door. Oh yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. No, but I've found a lot of, uh, uh, just freedom in like not yeah. eating sweets unless they're offered to you. Right. Yeah. That's tough. Like today we had our donut Sunday. Mm-hmm. No I one offered you a donut. I would not go and grab a donut unless somebody said, here, take this donut. Mm-hmm. Did someone say, here, take this donut? They did. Oh, thank goodness. Oof. They did. I mean, Panic. I, I stared at it long enough. <laughs> you were staring sure. over the top of it, drooling it, and like, Father, do you want a donut? Yes, I was waiting for someone to ask. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you described my uh, fellowship. Yeah. <laughs> So little things like that, but it's just like, you know, even that, like before I would have no uh, problem walking right up, no problem doing it. It's just having that little pause. Yeah. Reminds me why. Exactly. Yeah. And that's it. You know, it's for my betterment. It's for the brothers who are in the Exodus 90 Mm -hmm. uh, with us. Uh, But more importantly, it's just like God is not this donut. He's much more powerful and much more worth my sacrifice and my time. I can I make that the uh, show sure. title? God is sure. not a donut. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wait till the end. Wait till, Wait the, till end. the end. God is not a donut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. Oh. I'm gonna find a pen oh. so I can write it down. Yeah, David Dosick theology. Uh, God is not a donut, a donut. Mm-hmm. unless he's offered to. Wait, no. Oh. <laughs> That's going to come up, and that is like the biggest clickbait title we've come up with so far. It's great. I love it. That's what is happening. That's, That's happening. happening right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. No yeah. apologies. No. You got to. You got to like post it right around um, like the the worst time that you'd be tempted to eat a donut. <laughs> that was this morning. <laughs> Sunday mornings. It's already done. It's already done. So I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah I found it. Uh, a lot of freeing, you know, just, I'm not watching, you know, not watching TV. I, I'm watching two things. I'm watching F1 because they have one more race to go uh, next weekend. And I've, I've watched like most of the races this year. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm invested in that. But I also like, but, but whatever. And there's a, a series called the wheel of time that I'm watching that. But other than that, I'm, I've just like cut it out. And it's just like, I have so much more free time, just yeah. social media, just cut back that, the co- mm. social media way back. Yep. Um, even driving, like driving from one parish to the next and driving in yeah. silence. I'm like, I feel so much more recollected when that's I get to weird, get, Yeah, That's the weird one. I've gotten yeah. more rosaries in. And I'm like, I like this, but I'm also the person where if I start to pray a rosary, I start to meditate on it. And then I forget that I'm driving and that's not good. For <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> so yeah, if you don't see ride. Father David driving and he's got a rosary in his hand, 
just pull look, over. Just let him look out. Let him go. Let him go. He does. That's a red light. Oh, I, I almost it. missed the stop sign because I was thinking, I was like, oh, David, this is not working. <laughs> this is not working. What is going on? Whoops. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I'm sure they understood. I put my rosary up. You know, they, they I'm sure they understood. They honked. They, they honked at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is it, it's, yeah. I think Advent's so much about quiet. You know, and just being present, you know, hearing the Lord's voice in the quiet. Speaking of that, are you going to do one of those like meetings, whatever? What, what meeting? For Exodus ninety, you're supposed to have like a. Oh, like, we're supposed to do those. Can if you want to. We can. Yeah. Uh, I haven't. No, I haven't set them up. I'm Super lazy. awkward in the sense of hi. Hi. My name is. Padre. I am not a man, as I want to be a man. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Move okay. on. Great. Is that what, what is, is that how that script goes? I haven't looked at the script. I haven't looked at the <laughs> meeting. Kind of meeting am I at? Oh, yeah, is this mark? a 12 step? This is not a 12 step. <laughs> no, this is an Exodus 90 step. Okay. Minus 25. Minus 25, yeah. Wait, this is like what? Exodus uh <laughs> what 28, 27, 27. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Taste of it. That's it. Taste of it. All right. Anything else? What else you got? No, I've got nothing. We've you we've done nothing. a great job. I'm hungry. You're hungry, <laughs> so we should uh, call this. Uh, we, oh, fine. Speaking of Exodus, he's hungry. So, <laughs> amen, amen. All right, God bless everybody. Know of our prayers for you. Pray if, especially if you're in the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, pray for your priests right now. Um, many of us got news. Um, many got news that they were expecting. Some got news that they weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all facing a lot of turmoil. If you think your life is changing and, and because your mass time is changing, our life is going to change much more dramatically. So please pray for your priest, pray for your for our archbishop. Uh, in the end, I believe this will be good, but your prayers will help, help make it better. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Follow us on, uh, fo- subscribe to the podcast if you can, sh- share it with your friends. Um, and we'll uh, we'll be back in two weeks, fourth Sunday of Advent, to prepare for the great feast of Christmas. God bless. What Now, Jesus is a podcast produced by Father Kyle Schnippel and Father David Dosek. Any views and ex- opinions expressed are solely our views and opinions and do not reflect those of our diocese, of our church, uh, or anyone else besides those of us who are appearing on the podcast. God bless.